2: The Husker Fan Sports Show, with Dave, Honky,
3: Mac, and Boomer. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. I'm your host,
2: David Gaspers, and I'm with Honky. Two all-beat patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, on the sesame seed bun. Come on, Diaco, I want my free Big Mac sack attack.
1: <laughs> Sackless, alright, and I'm also with Boomer. Just like to remind all the uh, redcasters who are listening, no matter what happened this last weekend, at least we're not Baylor.
3: It's true, true. Baylor lost again, uh, and Mac.
0: Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I I hadn't prepared myself for the first part of this podcast. I'm hoping hey, to make some halftime adjustments. And hey, hey
3: Mac, we're doing a podcast, man. Yeah,
0: Come I on. know. I, I knew. I, I knew something was on my calendar. I needed to be prepared for. <laughs> <sighs>
1: Mac, Mac, are you here in the podcast, or are you up in the booth?
0: Uh, You know, I'm actually in the booth. Uh, I find it easier to check my balances.
3: You'll probably be better off in the second half of this podcast, I'm thinking. Well, I'm I'm known for my adjustments. That's right, that's right. Uh, All right, that sounds good. Well, uh, I saw that the uh, ESPN Football Power Index has Ohio State ranked number one after this week, which makes complete sense, so... I'm glad that uh, the worldwide leader in sports uh, uses such an accurate uh, prediction mas- machine so uh, I'm sure we're probably somewhere in the uh, the top five with that 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 thing
0: Got it. it gives you hope
3: uh, yeah that's the truth <laughs> all right guys well um, you know uh, we're here uh, we're still doing the show uh, the world has not come to an end. Uh, As I predicted, we we did lose to the Ducks. Uh, I know you guys were were crushed by that outcome. But there was a lot of football last weekend. Um, The Big Ten did not have a particularly good week. Uh, Iowa was able to stave off uh, their classic loss to the Cyclones. But uh, Northwestern did uh, falter like usual, losing to Duke, Ohio State. An absolute role reversal from last year at home in Columbus gets pretty much uh, blown, blown their doors off by Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield who planted or tried to plant the flag uh, at uh, the 50-yard line. Um, uh, my Stanford pick did not come through. USC uh, looked good in that game. Other games out there, guys, that uh, of a particular note to you uh, last Saturday.
0: Well, I was the only one. You know, the ones them. I watched. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. I was going to say
2: the ones I got right were uh, were Georgia at uh, Notre Dame, and then Duke yeah. beating Northwestern and beating them badly. And I, I'd like to give Mac and I a little bit of credit a couple weeks ago for continuing to call out the farce that is Northwestern every year. So I'm, I'm and nothing has changed my mind there.
0: Correct. Yeah, I agree with true. you.
1: Didn't you pick Northwestern to win, though, Mac?
0: Yes, um, that's how it works, Michael. You say that you don't believe in a team, but you still have to pick them when the numbers call for it. It's called hedging your bet. I'm not proud of it, but that's how this game works. And as you can see by my score, I'm not very good at it. So whatever.
3: No, no. But you
0: weren't wrong. Is the yeah. thing. See. But yeah, I'm, I, I can't. I can be wrong game to game, but I have a pretty good handle on a team. <laughs> Northwestern. They're no team.
3: No, I'm just kidding. Wildcats. That's not that. Uh, all right. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I, I mean. Yeah, I, the Clemson-Auburn game was, was, was a real snoozer. That was a boring game to watch. Uh, but I thought uh, the, the, the evening games were, were worthwhile. It was difficult to you know, pay as much attention as I probably should have after the loss to Oregon, as that was obviously uh, uh, disappointing. But um, another good weekend in the books, and we'll have another one coming up. Uh, we'll have our predictions at the end of the show uh, running down uh, the top ten games of the week. Scoring explosion, the offensive breakdown. Well, we did have 35 points of offense last week um, against a a Power 5 team. Normally that gets you a a W, especially on the road, but uh, it did not work out that way. Uh, Honky, uh, Mac, who wants to jump all over this? What did you guys see out there that um, you you liked uh, in particular or something that uh, was a concern right off the bat?
2: Well, uh, I'm not a coach, but I play one on iTunes, and I think uh, you know Mac and I talked about this a little bit yesterday. There's plenty of blame to go around for the bad things, and I think there's plenty of good things to talk about too. Thanks to a to a very good second half, um, I I am not alone in saying at halftime that uh, it was looking pretty bleak. And I think any Husker fan out there that at that moment when we're down 42 to 14. Any Husker fan that had horrible thoughts going through their mind, it, it's okay. You're not a bad person for thinking that. It was really bad at that time. And what the team did in the second half to come back was absolutely necessary, not just for the psyche of the team, of the fans. It gives us something to you know, to cling on to and have a little bit of hope because without that, it wasn't a very good first real six quarters of, of the season. But those last two, to me, it's a roadmap for what we think – would, you know, I mean, that's what's going to make us be a successful team these last 10 games. That second half and, and that's, is the start.
3: And that's the offense as well, Honk. I mean, I guess I feel like I was watching that game, and obviously we we got two early scores in the third quarter, but then we went about a, a full quarter of time before we got that, that next touchdown, which is off of a, a defensive turnover, uh, forced turnover. I felt like we had some missed opportunities, both halves really, but sure. there was a – uh, several drives there in the second half where we put something together and and get that score tighter earlier, um, it could have had a different outcome. Sure.
2: I, I can't really go deep into my offensive issues because some of them are a moot point. I, I've been a noted run-the-ball guy, but on top of that, I mean, I, I'll throw two very quick stats out at you. Riley is 9-0 when rushing for 200 yards or more, when Nebraska rushes for 200 yards. We're 0 for 7 now when throwing 40 or more times. Riley's made the point that he wants to run the ball more than the opponent, and we need to keep our turnovers under the punt. That's the two things that he said. Those were the two main keys that we had going into last week, and on top of that, we also said that we need to win the time of possession. None of those three things happened. Oregon had a 30-minute and 38-second time of possession. It wasn't a huge difference, but Oregon's the kind of team that typically has 20 minutes of time of possession. We gave them over half the game. And those four turnovers, which were all passes, they're all INTs. And I'm not blaming one guy. I'm not saying it's all on Lee. Everyone can share, share the blame. But, you know, if you kind of go on Twitter and say, hey, we maybe should run the ball a little bit more, people will jump all over you saying, you got to throw because we fell behind. And I would partway argue that we were falling behind because we were throwing the ball. But, But having said that, there's there's good signs there's good things too that that came out of that we scored some touchdowns throwing the ball so you know I, I I don't want to just be run the ball guy but we do need to run the ball better
3: sure mac uh thoughts on that
2: yeah it's a it was
0: definitely a mixed bag out there on a, on Saturday everything will come down to like a consistent you know consistent pace of play a consistent level of well, you can count on your wide receivers to make some catches. You know, there obviously there were glimpses of, of what we could do, um, but there's obviously there's there's cracks too. We know that we can't just sit back and let Tanner throw the ball forty times and expect him to win a game. We know that now, okay? And so and and that's and that's fine because he's still relatively new in this system, shouldn't be counted on for forty attempts. So that that's obviously a road we don't want to go down. Um, Tanner Lee's human. You know he made he made a lot that, of good throws yeah. he made some some poor throws I think all of his all all of his potential is still intact you know this was a bad game we got put in a bad spot where we had to throw too much. Our third down conversion rate was atrocious atrocious uh I mean that that just that just killed us during the game but the running game some of that was there Trey Bryant another good performance hope he's hope he's okay. Yeah. You know, but the offensive line looked good to me in a lot of spots. I mean, I felt like any time they really got a lot of pressure on Tanner was a time that he was holding the ball too long. But for the most part that offensive line for two weeks in a row now I felt has been pretty good in pass protection.
3: Yeah. Let's uh um, let's Uh, continue this conversation, I think, by position group. I think I don't think we're going to do this every week, but I think this one, this week in particular, there's some value there. So let's start with that offensive line. Mac, sounds like you were pretty impressed with them. There was, uh, especially in the run game, seemed like there was holes again. Uh, You're also impressed with the pass block uh, overall? I I actually was. I felt
0: like... And the other thing with that is uh, the way they kind of just snuck in Farniak. To make his first start that game, I yeah. mean that's a big deal. His first starts Oregon, Autzen Stadium. He's playing tackle, um, and and he held up. You know that I didn't get it, I hear his name get called out too much. I thought, yeah, I thought they did a pretty pretty good job for the most part during a game of of uh, of pass protection, and in the running game they are they're creating lanes for those backs to hit. You know, it's a matter of timing, and they're getting better at that. But those big guys are moving. I think they're out there moving pretty well. You
2: know, Mac. Uh, the,
0: the left side is particularly strong in my mind.
2: Yeah, Mac. I I think that lends itself to, we can focus on negative, but how about let's talk about some progress. A year ago, a loss to Farniak, or not Farniak, I'm sorry, a loss to Neville four games in the season was disastrous. It meant we had to bring this walk-on Conrad guy up, and, you know, what are we going to do? And this year, you have an injury, and... And you have a guy like Farniak, who's a year into the system, that can step up and, and write in, and we're good to go. Um, and he looked Farniak all right. got hurt, heck, you could move Conrad out and put Decker yep. in. You know, if, yep. And if, uh, Reardon played? If Farmer doesn't keep I, I don't know. If Bo, I haven't got a chance right to rewatch that closely, a but like I don't Bo know. That can I saw Reardon. So we've got Did some, Bo some Wilson
0: get any time on added the line? in
2: depth right now in the O-line that's stepping in that, that we didn't have a year ago. So I think right there, just progress to begin with. Um on top of that I, I do agree with you i think that the pass the pass protection i don't see offensive line issues necessarily with the pass protection i see some hmm. running back issues when you when you start to get to like the will bonds and i think Correct. that's been an issue that the, they're trying to figure out is if Bryant's not in there do they have a back that can that can protect on top of that i see some scheme issues at times that last interception that lee threw on the last play that wasn't a, a right tackle getting overblown by a DN. That was the tight end. That was that was. A, I think it was Hoppus. So you know that's sometimes you're, you're getting in some matchup issues there that schematically you could do a little differently. So as far as specifically to the O line, I, I can't say that I'm 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 that that frustrated right now with them two games into the season. Sure, and All you right. know what I
0: like too is they they've shown that they can be pretty physical, and I I don't think either of these last two. Uh, Defensive lines that we played are going to be like Big Ten defensive lines, but we have been the more aggressive, and I like that mentality. At least, you know, when they're out there running, those guys are looking for somebody to hit, you know, and I and I like that. I think that'll that could bear fruit. Um, And a lot of what I'm seeing on offense, if it's put together, we I feel like we're built like a Big Ten team right now. Our corners are the bigger style corners. We've got big defensive linemen. You know, uh, I just feel like. This team is is suited for the conference that we're playing in right now, even offensively too. You know, so
2: yeah, there's... and and that that goes back a little bit to my critique of of Langsdorf from the offensive staff is: Do we have a staff that's that's built for this this uh, uh, conference that we're going to be playing in? Because you know, you always hear with running backs, feed them the ball, give them the ball thirty times. They got to get into the flow of the game. I think you have to do sure. the same thing with the O line, and this O line, I think. Wants to run the ball. I, I really believe they want. we want to get behind these guys running the football. And 29 rushes to 41 passes. And I don't care. I, I, to be honest with you, I'm kind of tired of hearing about the score and we were throwing because we were coming from behind. We, we could have, you could say the same thing against UCLA two years ago in a bowl game. You can run from behind. What we were doing was we were slowing the game down Giving Oregon stops and giving them opportunities to have three touchdowns in the last seven minutes of, of the second quarter, and do you, you know, feel like I'd have taken an eight the, uh, minute drive that just ended with no points if it just meant chew up the clock and not give them three touchdowns? You know,
3: sure, Hawk What was the actual? I don't know if you know it, maybe Boomer. You, you can look at it real quick. What was the run pass split in the first half? Because I I didn't watching the game didn't feel like oh wow we're passing too much here in the first half or even through the third quarter the. The fourth is where it felt like, obviously, with, with time started to slip away there, uh, Tanner had a lot of a lot of uh, uh, dropbacks. So I, I guess I'd like to see those those splits in the well, first okay. half. I, Mike, I didn't guess it felt like we were... <coughs> when Trey I, I went down, I think that changed yeah. everything, you know, in terms of what they were
0: going to do running. So I'm, yeah. I bet the split drops right after that. Because I do think well, I, we might yeah. have tried a little more running. Because he was, you know, those draw plays were... Pretty good runs
3: because we got it down, down to 14 points relatively early in the third yeah. quarter. I don't yeah. feel like anybody was panicking time wise there. It just it took us till five minutes to go in the game to get the next touchdown, yeah. and that was a, a challenge. I mean in the in the first half, to your point, Honky, uh, you know you're right. I mean I feel like the the DPE uh, penalty on the fourth and one was just crushing. That was just a, such a costly mistake such a poor time to do that because you convert that fourth down you keep Keep that clock moving you don't have to score on that drive even if you drain the clock down at worst oregon gets one more touchdown that that half and at best we score and everything looks okay Yep. um very it's a very costly mistake
2: yeah i mean to 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 the point here lee's first three quarters he was 16 of 28 uh for 222 yards three touchdowns two interceptions so 16 of 28 not terrible, two three-quarters. It was that fourth quarter where he's 4-13 for 30 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Not a good stat um, line there. No, nope. and, and and I think some of that can obviously go fall onto Lee, and, that, and that's fine. I think Lee also, we, we know of enough drops there. One of those interceptions, the first play of the game, just a horrible way to start the game. That goes off your, your best receiver's yeah. helmet. I give I mean, Lee yeah, credit for that, two. You can't throw that on Lee there. Let's- yeah.
3: Let's uh, do the breakdown then, position-wise for QB and receiver. There sounds like you're, you know, lukewarm on Lee's performance. Not all his fault. Uh, Like that first interception, Hunk. There's a great point. So who's at fault with that right there? It feels like to me watching that play a couple times over again. uh, Tanner probably could have led him a little bit more, and probably could have. I think he almost ran the exact same play in the second quarter and missed it, but it was further down and on on the outside, the boundary, the, the sideline, so it was impossible to get an INT. Did he uh, set set us up for an INT there by throwing a little short? And but At the end of the day, though, it was off of Morgan's face mask. This, I mean, Stanley should have caught that ball, my, right?
2: I'll try to keep this answer as, as quick as possible. This <laughs> is part of my issue with the offense, and it's probably my lack of knowledge and history with this offense. But a couple years ago, we were playing at Miami, and – We threw a touchdown, and they they showed on the the Riley uh, weekly show afterwards, he broke that play down. He showed how it was a successful play, and it was a slant, and we looked off a guy, and and Armstrong threw a perfect pass between four defenders, and they said, this was a great play. And I looked at it, and I go, wow, 85 things have to go right on that play to make that play a completion. When I look at Lee, and as good of a thrower as he is, and as pro-everything as he is, there's just some really perfect things that have to happen. On that first play, I guess to just break it down to the basic thing, it's on Morgan. If it can hit you in the hands and go through them and hit you in the helmet, I guess it's on you. At the same time, I'm listening to one of the radio this shows. Is this is your Morgan, quick answer? And they were saying, gosh, if you No, just wait. They're saying. <laughs> I'm going you going into depth. Okay, okay. What I'm saying. What they're saying is, is that. On the radio shows this morning, if he threw it two yards behind him, then that would have been away from the, the safety, where the safety wouldn't have come in and been able to, 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 you know, uh, catch it off of the deflection. And I'm sitting there going, "Are you serious? If that's what we're down to, yeah. that on a 30 yard out on the first play, that you can't make it within two yards of." Uh, I'm sorry, it's just getting to be too perfect. It, and if that's the case, we're not. Yeah. If that, if that's the thing that's well, going to keep us from winning or losing, run the damn ball, and I guess we, we'll get more yards than that.
3: Honestly, though, I, after watching NFL yesterday on Sunday and seeing how many miss throws happened in that league, I was like, "Well, I don't feel so bad about watching Tanner Lee go nineteen Because I was like, "There was tons of miss throws last, uh, you know that, pa- that play yesterday. was just True. so." I think we're asking yes.
2: Lee to. I think we're asking Lee to to do a lot. I think we're asking him to complete a lot of tough throws, or at the very least, he is more than willing to throw some really tough throws we've talked about that all the way back to the to the to the spring it looks great when he when he lost it right over a guy and into a, a zone perfectly extremely tough passes but they're really tough yep. passes and then if you don't perfectly catch it and it bounces off your helmet you get picks and i don't know who to blame but it's that's just, just football though it just seems like it just seems like you really need perfect execution for those plays and it just seems like a really good run game in 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 lieu of that a really good run game is a lot easier with a lot less Potential things that can go bad. So, I don't. I don't, know. I don't
0: really have a problem with the play call. I just the execution. It's a good. I mean, it was. A, it was a, clearly something they run a lot, and I would bet that Morgan comes down with it eighty percent of the time. Yep. It's and true. I would bet that two percent of the time that play ever goes, it results in a in an interception after a hit the face mask. You know what I mean? It's just one of those football plays that really killed momentum, and you know. Well, and yeah.
2: killed momentum on. I play know, but Matt, one. it so would have been. A, the, I mean, this it was. It man- was okay. So,
0: in his hands it was easily a completion it's 50 50 on that he makes that play that that
2: is a great first play an absolutely fantastic first play i'm just saying all all i'm saying is that that's nebraska football for the last 20 years then is first play bounce it off the helmet interception and and you're you're playing a game from behind from from play one and then it it feels like you know feels like you're pressing and, and and all that i mean it's that you felt like you know, pressing. It's not at, pressing the, at the end of the day. on
0: first down. That's not pressing for this offense.
2: No, I'm saying I'm saying the after effect afterwards, afterwards. Afterwards, I'm not saying the pressing on the oh. first play call. No, but what I'm saying is, that at the end of the day, you have a score that ends up being 42 35, which looks extremely right. normal. Most people would have said game's going to be somewhere around 42 35, give or take. Either team, you know, either team could win. We beat the spread. All those things. But we pick about the strangest, most bizarre way to get to to forty two thirty five, and you end up with with you don't feel like you've learned anything more th- about the team than you did going into the game, or you have two completely different camps. One camp saying, "Boy, that first half is you know the worst thing in the world, and everything the sky's falling." Or you have the twenty one to nothing camp in the second half going, hmm, "Not you know there's some real hope. There's you know there's some real good things, that, some good signs that came out of that." I, and I'm not saying anything different than Riley did today. He talked about the offense in his in his uh, press conference, and he said there's some oh, yeah. really good things they did, and there's some really terrible things they did. I mean, we had we had 35 points well, on the road with four turnovers.
3: Yeah, I mean, there, there's this, if you look at the stats of this game, uh, regardless of the timing of uh, or the sequence of the scores, which was odd by itself. But if you just look at the stats, I mean. Oregon out-yarded us significantly. The The third-down conversions was 2 of 14, four turnovers. E, e, those are uh, the, 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 the run, um, uh, run numbers were way below Oregon's. Nothing says Nebraska should have been in that game, yet somehow at the end we had the ball two minutes to go. Yeah. Um, very odd game. Yeah,
2: and, you know, Doc, Diaco has made the point of saying, you know, it's not about yards, it's about points. And I'll stick exactly to those words. What part of the game lost it for us? The last seven minutes of the second quarter where they scored 21 points. Half of their points yeah. were scored in half of one quarter. And and I don't know. The only thing that would have prevented that is us simply keeping control of the ball, that time of possession thing that we didn't win. Um and we talked about last week, is that you know you need to make Oregon yeah. go seven eight nine plays because they're going to make mistakes. They're going to have turnovers. Yeah. They're going to have uh, penalties. They had 12 yeah. penalties in this game. They gave us Oregon opportunities did. too. But for those last seven minutes, they did. it's a combination of offense and defense. We gave them the ball too quickly. We didn't get the first downs because we lined up wrong in that one situation you talked about there, Dave, with yep. PE, And on defense, we, did, we, we didn't make them work for it. They got some big plays, and those seven minutes – is what ended up killing us in the game.
3: Yeah, let's keep on breaking down offense here just a little, little bit longer before we turn turn the corner.
1: Uh, I do have some numbers like, for you, Dave, if you'd like them. Oh, so, fire away, boomer. Let's see. First half, uh, by my quick count, we passed the ball 16 times and rushed for 14. Okay. Ah. So fairly balanced.
3: Nearly nearly balanced. Yep, just about. Uh, love balanced football.
2: ball. Well, again, you define balance, and I've talked about this before. Balance running and passing to me is not even numbers. It's you want to run yeah. the ball like Oregon here. Oregon ran 44 times to 33 passes. That's a good balanced game. Like, yeah, Matt, but I mean, I that's, that's over a half, too. You don't
0: it. never, I mean.
2: Well, I'm just saying that's 16 and 14, double that. They're going to have 28 rushes and 32 I know, but I don't know what their first half that's,
0: numbers were for passing. I'm just saying your number, your, your, your ending numbers can
3: end up balanced.
0: Oh, with, oh you're or talking the the game.
2: Oregon
3: there. Oregon only had eight passes yeah. in the second half, actually. So I mean, their I balance that. looks a little four of eight eight they went thirty-three passes if you in the first, just by attempts. But sure. I
0: know, you, I understand what you're saying, though. Totally.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can break that. I can go back to the, the original statement of, we're nine and zero running for two hundred yards. We're zero and seven throwing forty oh. or more times. It, I, we Absolutely. can get really deep into all kinds of numbers. Those are about as simple as it gets. So if we're going to throw the ball 40 or right. more times, if I know that going into a game, I'm going to predict a loss. If we're going to yeah, run I, the ball I, for less I, than I, 200, I, I, Riley said, said the same thing, there. Honk. And, and I honestly I, agree with like you. I understand, that gets I thrown understand off, Riley though, like. said the same thing. I'm saying Riley has some control over it. I don't. <laughs> I'm just saying that
3: 13 <laughs> of those passes were in the fourth quarter, Honk, uh, after your starting quarter, running back went down. I mean, and the clock was starting to run pretty well, fast so there. Dave, after Dave, right? this is right, I mean, I'm saying that we were actually pretty balanced – uh, before the fourth quarter, so I I I just I feel like you're you're saying that they should have ran more in the fourth quarter and that I mean at that point that's where it was getting a little bit. I'm not where just saying in the fourth quarter. I'm
2: saying the at the end of the second quarter, you know, a nice eight yard drive would, or eight minute drive instead of giving them the ball three times quickly in seven minutes, that would have been nice. But also, well, on, one but, thing,
1: hunky, on that I'm kind of taking a look at a drive chart in that um let's the first drive we had when we got the ball back down 28 to 14. We didn't run the ball on the first two attempts on that drive. Trey Bryant ran it and then John Lindsey, and then mm-hmm. we were in third and six, and that's where we threw for the five yards and had the fourth and one and the, the muffed yeah. uh, fake punt that we tried there. So, I mean, we, it's not like we didn't try, but then the you know, we failed punt? on the punt and Oregon scores again right Are away. Are you talking about the fourth down? Or 35 move? to 14. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we had the we were trying to run the ball then, and then – we fail on special teams, and Oregon takes advantage of that and scores again right away. So
2: uh, refresh my memory. What's the special teams error there? Because I'm thinking of the the DP fourth and
1: one penalty. Oh, this was uh yeah fourth and one, one forward, yeah. and a false start. So. Yes, yeah, that's not, yeah. not a special teams that's, thing. That was that was Yeah, yeah I'm right
2: yeah. But um, but that's a right. great point, though, now, Michael. <laughs> it is it's a great, it's great an point. Offensive point formation sort of
1: what we didn't they were
0: line doing, right and then. then that it just you know, one of those deals. Who knows? Now say
1: – yeah, I mean once you're yeah. down 35 to 14 I guess ball. you right. you just try to run out the half and just get out of there or yeah, press yeah, it so, a little bit, which so I think they tried to. Boomer, press what bit. what was the next next yeah, what was drive, drive? look like then? Right, that's the question. Next drive, then, chart, I... uh, Oregon scored, and then yeah, we got the ball back, we and we took a sack on the first down, uh, then pass and then, an interception at that point. Then you're, now uh, you out can of... make that argument. Should we have just tried to run out the clock there? Maybe. Yeah. Well, and
2: and, yeah. and you got to play yeah. the game too. You're thirty. What right. is it? It's uh, it was 35 thirty five to forty. Yeah, you can't or just you can't just kneel on the ball first. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying, I'm not saying high kneel high on it. I'm saying run the ball and, and and get the clock going. And and you know you're getting the ball the first and the second half. You know, I mean that's that's the yeah that's the deal right there. I mean at some point you kind of got to stop the bleeding, and and but point you know point is there. I mean we've one of the things I'd like to see. We're talking about offensive you know position groups at the running back spot. They still haven't given a clear word on a right now and so you we've talked about with bryant going down and he's just going to go down about every game after 25 carries that's yeah i don't see any reason to think that's going to change just so they're going to bring 25. bradley up this this week and that's that's good i am i'm it's bizarre to me right now unless something is seriously wrong i don't know why a hasn't seen the field after being a guy that's had a hundred and some carries that was our leading rusher in the, the bowl game that's had this great off season he's in great shape I, I'm just a little baffled that he hasn't seen yeah. a play yeah. at all. Like it, it like doesn't a... make sense to me. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying we would have won both. Or, you know, we would have won the game. I'm just simply baffled. And and I think that the 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 media they tried to ask the question, and there just really isn't an answer right now. It's just well, he just hasn't gotten yeah, into the game.
0: It's definitely curious. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're gonna curious, find out. it wasn't really not something I, I cared too much about until Trey went down. Uh, this last game and then it was then it then i found it particularly yeah. odd because i thought well there was enough game left there we should we should certainly see divine and that was the only time it got weird to me because if riley's you know saying what he means and he's saying that they're they've kind of made this fundamental switch in their thinking that they're going to they're going to feature a running back this year you know they're going to have a guy who gets a feel for the game so he finds the soft spots if he's tough enough and good enough we're going to let him play and so, and that, and I personally, me, I like that idea a lot. And for the most part, I think that experiment has worked, except that Trey hasn't been able to hold up so far. And, but what he has held up to, he's running very effectively, and I can see it bearing fruit. So oh, yeah, everything was, you know, going according to plan, and then Trey goes down, and then McKell comes in, and and you can see deficiencies in his pass blocking almost immediately. And the, and the playbook shrank down quite a bit, it seems like, with him in there. And then you're like okay, well, clearly Divine has got to be getting some snaps here, you know. You heard from all the Rivals guys that he's Mm -hmm. had a fantastic camp, and he looks in great shape. He's really challenging, three-headed monster at running back, and he hasn't got a
2: carry? Just from a pass-blocking perspective, Mac, I thought that he would get in there at that time. You know, I mean, because you're right. There's been this deficiency in in Wilbon in the past pro game. I, I you know, Zigbo at the very least could be a step up for right. them. He's a bigger back, certainly. I mean, I, I just I'm I'm baffled that we haven't yeah. seen him play a down. That's that's one of those weird things. And to not have a Reggie Davis or certainly Riley today or Langsdorf at any point, nobody's stepping up and just saying what's going on. Riley today yeah. said that you know you know uh, something to the extent of Zigbo is you know he's hurting from this and you know he and and he's trying to keep his head up. Well, I don't get it. <laughs> I just. I don't get a guy yeah. that. Well, I, I guess the question
3: is, is gonna have to be answered if if trey is if trey is is injured against northern illinois this Saturday and we see Bradley in before a zigbo that, Zygbo, would, be that I mean, would be very telling that that would that's be it, you it me, right you're crazy. like okay i don't see that happening. something's something's and really up it it's because i mean what, what so a quick poll here uh, odds of uh, a zigbo getting a carry on Saturday I feel you mean Mac, you want a percentage on it? Guaranteed it's going to happen?
0: Uh, Trey sure. healthy, I'd say 20%. Trey not healthy,
3: uh, 80% probably. Nice. Okay. Ponk, you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to probably come in behind, you Bradley, come in behind Bradley? Bradley. You think he'll come in behind Bradley? You think comes in behind Bradley? I, I think, I think Zigbo comes I do. I, they're, they talked more today about bringing Bradley up. Well, I thought maybe that
0: Ebo. was just because it was new. And so, period.
2: I, I, and, to, and to your point there, Mac, I think you know if they're consistent with what they want to do philosophically, even with Brian out, you still want to have your starter. Maybe not be the thirty-one carry workhorse, but right. still be a twenty or twenty-two carry. Well, then you know, right. ideally, Wilbon steps into that role. But then when he's not in there, I think the next guy is probably Bradley. That would I, be... I'm just guessing,
0: and, and... I'm a Bradley fan, so I would wow. love seeing that. All right, well, that's... It, it personally, was, I'd I mean, love to see that, not, not because I don't want to see a but I would love to see Bradley, and I think I think he's going to be well, a good and, back in this. Yeah. I look forward to the Tristan the Jebbia Bradley years, I'm telling you.
2: <laughs> if, if, if it isn't Bradley, if it is a Zigbo next, and then Bradley's third, and we've already seen how much the third yeah. running back gets for right. carries, which is nil... Then, then <laughs> that's inconsistent with Riley saying that, you know, we don't take guys out of red shirts without, yeah. you know, for a reason. So why yeah. would you bring a guy up to be your fourth string, I, you know, I back? And, and and I'm sorry, but, like, don't tell me it's because he's going to be a kickoff returner, or, you know, three games into the season. That doesn't seem like a, a reason no. to warrant bringing a guy out of a red shirt just based off of what they've already said. I think he should have been. Sure. He probably should have, but – a few snaps if possible. It's so interesting that they just kind of made this this
0: choice. I'm like, all right, now we are a workhorse running back team. Like, you know, it's it was just it was nothing but committee talk all in in it
3: while, while
1: knowing that Trey yeah. Bryant had bad knees yeah. to begin with, right? Well, that's he what I don't is. understand. If we're if we're going workhorse, why go with the guy who's got knees worse than ours? That's what Yeah. Uh, what did, did Riley, sure <laughs> Riley what say, Boomer?
2: Boomer, what did Riley say? Well, he yeah,
1: said he has, has a Knees older than he is. so that was, <laughs> That's not a good – that's a terrible thing to say. You old Mike, knees. That's like a kiss of death. Yeah, for I don't, I don't, I don't well, quite know what to of make bad of that. Knees.
0: Oh, well, then you're going to yeah. have some problems being a running back.
1: Yeah, here's yeah. the ball 30 times a game. I don't know. I mean, it, hey, you know
0: what, though, guys? I, Maybe I, just yeah. about I'm about just saying, thing. if it's a thing that he kind of keeps re-aggravating – let let's toughen up here, man. Play let's play a him. little bit here. This is football. These you can, you can, yeah. can hurt a little bit. You got pads on. Yeah. I mean, if it's not a structural thing and it's something that just kind of keeps bothering him, I mean, you don't think running backs back in the nineties got bothered? Guys yeah. who get thirty twenty carries that yeah. that happens. If you want to be a featured back, you're gonna have to learn how to play with a little bit of pain. And I'm not saying he's not. and I'm not saying it's a he's you know being weak about this, but. I mean, we can't have it both ways. We can't have a guy that we want to have 25 carries and then get mad when he gets hurt a little bit. 25 carries is a lot of carries. Um, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah, if he has any hope to
3: to go to the next level, I mean, jeez.
1: Just saying what we've seen out of him so far, I'd I'd honestly have to just hope that it was a fairly significant knee injury. I mean, he's carrying the ball a lot, and he, he was in this game too. He was on pace to do it. I, w- I would just think, just from what we've seen him, if he wasn't seriously hurt, I think he would have wanted to have been out there. Yeah, he was hope important. Yeah, I was on the sideline that. at the end of the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to second guess off. him. Oh, well, I'm
0: not second guessing him. I'm just—it's yeah. more of way, a I think kids are weak <laughs> and they need to get tougher. Period. Speech. That wasn't just a Trey Bryant. <laughs> that's just people in general. I think. <laughs>
2: yeah. By the way, you know, I know we're kind of finishing up on the offensive side of things, but I do want to mention a player I thought really stood up, stood out well. Spielman coming around. You know he made yeah. the big play in the first game in mm-hmm. special teams, but he as a receiver he made the fourth and five catch. He had another decent catch there. Tyjon the had a good catch and,
0: and that was kind of high and back behind him. That was a yeah, nice play. Yeah, he,
2: yeah, it's true. And, and Morgan, I can I'm going to pick on Morgan for the drops only because he is our number one guy and I think he's that good. He also had what seven catches for yeah. another hundred and some yards, and, yards. and multiple catches, touchdown. And that that the the second uh, touchdown pass of the third quarter. The one where that cornerback is creeping up. I'm sitting there watching it. my uncle's next to me, and like two seconds before the snap I'm like, uh, uh, I didn't even know who the receiver was at the bottom. I'm just like, that guy just throw it down there. Yeah. He's wide open. There's a guy yeah. that's going to be yeah, rushing. It's all, and, all did. And, and give Lee lots of credit for that. That takes some experience, and that takes a guy with some ability to know that, see that coming, and be able to just get the ball out of his hands. It doesn't have to look pretty, but you just have to deliver the ball to the guy that's wide open, and Lee did it. So that's I don't, I don't think that play gets a lot of credit because it, it looks so easy. It's not. That guy had to make a quick decision, get rid of the ball, see it happening. That was a good job on Lee, and and a good catch mm-hmm. by by Morgan too.
0: Yeah, there's there's parts of the offense that I, you can you can see if we can start, you know, ironing some of this nonsense out. I like what I see of the offense. You know, I, the running game right now. My biggest concern mm-hmm. with our offense right now is who's going to be running back if Trey can't go, because that. Because I really don't want to lose that as a feature of our offense right now. I like how our offense looks when we're running the ball with Trey. Yeah. It looks really good, and I felt like that dropped off so significantly after he went down. It scares me for the future.
2: Yep, and that and that good running game that opens up the pass, it, that that play action in the second half to to Hoppus. That was oh. right off the run. Yeah, yeah. Fake. I mean that's everything is built. It's not just running the football, it's running the football and then doing the play action off of it. That's some of our best plays through two games.
3: Yep, absolutely. All right, guys, let's uh, call that a scoring explosion segment. Throw the Bones,
2: the defensive breakdown.
3: And now on the Go Big Redcast, Throwing the Bones, our defensive breakdown. Uh, Before we dive into this honk, did we not have a Twitter question on Bobby D this week.
2: Uh, that is correct. Uh, we asked Redcasters where should Diaco be during the games, and uh, with 463 votes this week, uh, 29% said uh, on the sideline, 8% said in the press box, and 63% said wherever they wherever he wants. So I like
0: that, that answer. Was, <laughs> that was nice.
1: Now, does that include the uh, stadium for the first half mm. of the game, or, or was Yukon <laughs> an option? <laughs> <laughs> it
3: does seem like he's not in the stadium at all in the first half of these first two games. So apparently he shows up at halftime, uh, gives uh, some uh, analysis and breakdown,
1: and then they, they seem to play he's much been, better in he, but I mean, he's not uh, confused yeah. on time zones or something. He doesn't think this is mountain time or something, is it? And he's just showing up late. <laughs> yeah. or there, yeah. what, he seemed to spend some time this know. week
0: in uh, Lee Barfnick's head for free. <laughs> that guy had an axe to grind. Well,
2: well I was I just wanted to no say kidding. well done, redcasters. I was really happy to see the the the, the majority, sixty three percent say wherever he wants because to me that is one of those deals where it's like how nitpicky and we we're Husker fans, we can get nitpicky, but Come on, I mean, he can if he wants to be up in the box or if he wants to be on the sideline. Don't don't we just want him to be wherever he's most comfortable? And I'm glad that we have some fans out there and some some listeners that are kind of, you know, let's yeah. let let's let him kind of. Sit we where don't he's have comfortable to be that and, particular and that of a okay. fan base. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
3: So let's let's do this. It was a tale of two halves again. So let's go ahead and do the the ugly part first. I mean, what do you guys see in that first half? That led to 42 points and 409 yards of offense by the Ducks.
2: I saw that combination, as we said at the beginning of the offensive aside, It's not, it was a whole team effort. It was, yeah. the offense would give a turnover at, at a time or penalty and they'd put a defense in a bad spot or the defense wouldn't make a stop when they needed to. It was just, nothing seemed to go right. And Riley said today, he goes, defensively, we didn't do any major tweaks at halftime. There wasn't any... You know, we didn't come out and run a different scheme or something uh, being was in the right just, position, right? You just yeah guys played a little a little harder. I think one thing that, that we can say happened was Oregon, to your point earlier, Dave, Oregon what had eight passes in the second half. So they probably did right. change up their scheme a little bit. They were probably trying to keep the clock running, not throw it as much, don't have you know, the clock stop and you know, cruise to a victory. But but as far as in the first half, I mean I I guess I don't have any one thing that just Sticks out where we just blew up. I, mean, so, I don't know why it didn't. I want to get back
3: it. to the the Oregon change in philosophy in the second half because I think if you're a naysayer right now on this whole coaching staff, you're going to bring that up. But to stay in the first half for a little bit longer, what seemed to me, and I think uh, Hockey, you might have mentioned this uh, it, when we started uh, discussing the show, um, was the big plays. Uh, right, I mean, 51 yard uh, touchdown, uh, 31 yards pass play. I mean, it was uh, Diaco's is, is scheme should actually be trying to to keep the big play from happening, which actually worked last week versus Oregon, uh, Arkansas State. But this week, Oregon got lots of chunk plays, yeah. and that is not what you want to do when you're defending the Ducks. Okay, right? so
2: well, let's let's hit the obvious then. I, I mentioned that I, I could use a Big Mac right now, and we didn't get a sack and we only got yeah, one no in the pressure. first week. So that is something I think initially people will jump on. And last week on on Twitter, we posted a couple of videos of plays where we weren't trying to get, you know, a lot of pressure, but but that was okay cuz you had eight guys in coverage and we got some interceptions, you know, we, we got an interception against Arkansas State with eight in coverage. Well, that wasn't working so well this week, you know, and you can't we we've got to find a way to manufacture some type of pass rush. We've got to be able to put the quarterback in, in harder situations throwing the ball than what uh, certainly uh, their QB was in last week. That's that's for certain.
3: And, and obviously last week we said that we saw a very vanilla package from Diaco, um, and we expected a little bit more this week. Uh, how do you feel that turned out? It still felt pretty basic at times,
2: huh? I mean, I, I don't want to call this complicated, but they seem to be doing some defensive line shifts at the beginning of plays where we would line up in a four-man and then they'd shift out and go into a three man, and and the one D end. I think it's the cap would end up being a stand up guy, and that was usually Gifford. Yeah, I mean, th- there's some of that, but at the end of the day, th- you just didn't see the pressure coming. Or there was one or two blitzes in the first half I saw where, my gosh, it was just so slow to get there, and it was usually a safety was yeah. one of them that it just, it just was slow. I don't, I don't know what to I'm not sure what, what else to say there. That part was, that part was pretty tough. I. And, and well no i'm i'm going i'll kind of end it with that for right now
3: mac what do you think yeah i mean it was a it,
0: the lack of pass rush is is frustrating and it, and, and i think you're right honky we got to we got to figure out some way to generate some kind of rush and this this excuse that well they get the ball out so quickly and you know they they, they have the spread attack and you're just not going to be able to get pressure on them that only flies for so long i mean There were times where he was sitting back there for a while, and he'd sling it around. So it wasn't like there were... I I just feel like when it's that kind of team we're playing, he's almost resigned himself to not even try to get pressure on him to play the coverage game. And uh, I don't know. I don't think you rattle a quarterback playing that way. I think you allow for a rhythm. But I'm not a defensive coordinator. I'm I'm sure there's a philosophy in there. And and to Honky, your point, yeah, but all I see us doing as far as fancy or any kind of trickeration is... uh, defensive line shifts in the middle and then some twists after that but I, I still i i do like our defensive line play i mean yes we're not getting pass rush and i know that's not coming out of those guys but they're doing a pretty good job of holding the line of scrimmage for two weeks in a row i feel like their defensive line has held the line of scrimmage maybe no pass rush but the line of scrimmage has been maintained yeah. and, and and like we were talking about i don't know if we were saying on the show or or off but uh, I think this team is far better built for Big Ten play than than maybe some of this more open stuff where, yeah. where teams aren't you know even going to try to run it at you. Royce Freeman had success in the beginning of the game, but when they needed to run and we knew they were going to run, they really couldn't. And and I, I like that. Yeah,
2: we have we have two distinct different uh, d- defensive line uh, lineups that we we've been playing that I think have been kind of interesting. You have. Stoltenberg with the Davis twins outside of him as for one lineup. And then you see one where, um, DeAndre Thomas gets in there at nose tackle and you have freedom and Alex Davis outside of him, And they'll do that maybe a little bit more in some pass rush situations, but it is a, I mean, we're building some depth there. I mean, we don't, we're not even talking about Peyton Newell Sean played. Neal. I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing he's not a, yeah. Did Newell play? T- yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think they're trying some different things. And I know a week ago we were talking about some keys to the game against Oregon being make them go right. seven, eight, nine plays. And to that point, I can actually understand a philosophy of don't bring six, 5 and 6 blitzers and get caught with sure, him right. releasing the ball quick, and now the guy, you know, one of their speed demons catches it and goes for 80 yards. So the fact that we, we weren't bringing 5 or 6 at times – that actually can be part of that philosophy. But then I, I really don't understand the first half. I just don't. It just, at the end of the day, it was a, it was a seven minute collapse to me at the end of the second quarter, which goes beyond defense. Right. It was just a bit of implosion. Was, we yeah. just gave yeah. him the ball too many times. We, we didn't, when we were on offense, we didn't possess the ball long enough. And we've already said why it just felt like there was just a set. It's what Oregon can do to you. They can score 21 points in seven minutes and and any one of those scores doesn't happen we're sitting at 35-35 at the end of the game and we're all probably feeling pretty good. I did
0: feel good about our chances if we would have ever got yeah. to overtime. I thought that was very winnable at that point. That mood point.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, it, so let's talk about the second half a little bit then. Uh, so Oregon obviously chose to to run the ball. Now, this is a team that actually ran for 300 and some yards last week. It's not like Oregon is um opposed to to running the ball. Uh so that's not terribly surprising. They I'm sure they probably felt they could could do that against us. Ultimately, we held them to 150 yards, uh only about 50 of that through the air with uh Justin Herbert uh going 4 for 8. So we stopped the run game when we had to and it resulted in us having the ball with you know a little over two minutes to go with with a chance to win the game it did Oregon just play into our hands or did ultimately I mean we just rise to the occasion there and and play our our best you know you know two quarters of the of the early season I guess
2: well Boomer I, I've got a question for you here we had they ran for 201 yards on us. How many yards did they run for us against us in the second half? Cuz I think part of your question there Dave is like I know we don't get we won't get the credit for for playing better pass defense in the second half. We just won't because the naysayer will come out and say, "Well, they only threw it eight times." So, you know, that's why. But th- right. then they should have ran for a boatload of yards on us, right? I mean, if Oregon was wanting to run the ball on us and they're a great running team, they should have had 300 yards rushing on us in the second half and the the point is they didn't i mean we clearly we dominated mac your point we dominated the line of scrimmage yeah i thought in that i thought
0: stoltenberg had a really good game and he played that perfectly i was he was just exactly what you kind of need him to be i saw him just get in there and basically not move and it took two guys to not move him and i'm like you know what that's pretty good and then we filled in behind and we tackled well again i mean i felt like we tackled pretty good again Mm -hmm. and 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 yeah. I think our corners are getting quite so, a bit of good work. Our corners, I, our defense will get better. I think our defense is going to get better. I thought Cedric Young made some better plays in the, uh, in the Cedric, Diedrich Young.
3: <laughs> Diedrich. Yeah. um made some pretty
0: good pl- filling in. Uh, Mo Berry, you can see him getting more confident as the game's so, going on too. He's making more and more plays.
3: I'll let Boomer answer the, the question, but I'm guessing it's somewhere around 99 yards or so, maybe 100, because we had 50 yards passing. Uh, but I, I would think that I, I think, uh, I'd think i question the, the fact of, oh, we didn't play very good pass defense. Well, sure, he, he only went four for eight for 50 yards. He only had eight attempts, but uh, we also had a, a 19 the second half. And he did try to throw the ball on some key third-down conversions where if the Ducks could convert a couple mm-hmm. and extend their drives... Uh, they do run out the clock on us, and they were not able to do that. So we played good pass defense when the opportunity was there to do so in the second half. Absolutely,
2: in that second half, there was there was one play where they lined up, and I I mentioned earlier how I was calling a play before they they snapped it, saying throw it to Morgan. Well, there was one play where where you see Chris Weber go down, and he's going to cover a guy, and I'm sitting there going, oh no, you know not. We don't <laughs> want Weber out there on coverage, and he's the one on to your point, David. It was one of those third and longs. He makes a, a great stop in, in coverage. Chris Weber. I would, That's the last guy I'd probably want out there covering uh, the receiver. And he made a he made a one on one play. So, you know, kudos to him there. Guy stepped up. Antonio yeah, Reed Antonio stepped Reed up stepped there up big. That's multiple one, times. Man. Yeah, I mean, we had multiple players yeah, step cool up down. there, and and I think to me, one of the I always try to like kind of follow Twitter and see you know what some of the the fan base is saying. And very specifically, one person was talking about he immediately went to defensive talent, of right. course, because that's the, that's the easiest thing to jump yeah. on, right? And he was saying, you know, you don't expect Diaco to make steak with ground meat. That's- and I'm like, first off, that's totally unfair and ridiculous. And, and we could go up and down that defense and, and find four-star guys. It, they, have to, they have to perform. And that interception that, that uh, Aaron Williams catches, that's with four-star, top-of-the-class you know, one of the best California kids, Lamar Jackson. Hey, he's starting making to a play. He's starting to come Jumping into his zone a little bit, tipping Lamar. that ball, and
0: you know he, he's making he's making more plays. That's right. I mean, you, you see him more on the screen. I know he got beat too, but I mean, uh, I think his talent's starting to show through a little bit, and that'll be a that'll be a guy you can build a defense around if he if he starts to play to the level that we that we think he could be. You know that, and we need him to. You know, we need we need some guys in the secondary to step up. You know, if, I don't know how long. Kalu's going to be down, but you know the next man up. Reed Reed played well, you know. Yep.
1: Boomer, you have those stats for us by chance? I Don't do. By my quick math, I might be off a yard or two. It looks like not, I'm not counting a one yard loss and the needle down at the end of the game. Uh, looks like the Ducks ran for 101 you yards. Gotta count in the that second one yard, yard loss then. <laughs> you have to get 100 yards <laughs> in the second half. Give or take a yards. Yard. The...
2: I mean, I so, I, I, I can't take, yeah, that take as that win. A, I mean, if that's if that's what they're wanting to do because they're only going to throw the ball eight times, they're wanting to run the ball on us. I think 100 yards holding, you know, Oregon to 100 yards rushing in that second half and they want to put that that game away. Again, you know, let's find some positives there. That's a good that's a good job by that that defense there. That's a great job by that D-line. And and I don't recall a lot of missed tackles honestly either Either half, so I don't know why it was just so much better second half. But, but there are positives.
3: Yeah. Uh, maybe let's wrap this up a little bit with uh, maybe a, a bigger picture view of the challenge that that the the defense switching from the four three to three four is going through, uh, compared to say, and even offensively, I suppose with you know the the true pro style quarterback we now have compared to, to Tommy L- the last two years. Uh, in in comparing us versus Oregon with a new coaching staff. And you're like, wow, how is Oregon doing so well with Willie Taggart? They just brand new coaching staff, new D coordinator. Shouldn't they be in the same boat as us struggling to implement this? But Taggart really runs a similar offense to Oregon for the last over decade, essentially, of of play under Chip Kelly and Hilfrick. And... Uh, they were a 3-4 team until last year yeah, when Brady came in, and tried to yeah. do the 4-3, and it was a disaster. So they were recruited to a 3-4. They They're recruited to a spread offense. Uh, the, a lot of the principles probably were similar, I suppose. Integrity has walked into a great situation there. Whereas, um, it's, uh, whether it's a re-bo- reboot or not, whatever you want to call it, uh, there is a little bit more of a learning curve maybe on our side. Is, is anybody buy into that, or do you think that's BS? I, 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 don't, I don't think... I don't think we get BS. any kind of pass. Yeah,
0: I, I, we should <laughs> use that as an excuse. There are factors. No, no, no. I'm not saying as
3: no, an excuse, but I mean, it's like, it's like you know, it's not the same. It's the apples the orange's yes, and it, is to oranges. Correct, yes. To that the
0: point, yeah, I would Dave, agree. I, I would say if people are saying, if looking fair? at Oregon and, and then looking at us and saying it should be the same, it's not. It's the same with like looking at Michigan and looking at us and saying, you know, the, yeah. the changes were yeah. similar. It's not. And, and frankly... Riley builds slowly. That's his. That's his M.O. Man, he doesn't. He, he, <laughs> very slowly. <laughs> but hopefully, well. All right. This it's a long football season. We'll see how it goes. But, uh, so yeah, that's I guess my my short answer. But I think you you made good points about what what Taggart walked well, into. And let's let's not pretend like they did kill us. They didn't kill us. You know, they beat us by a touchdown, and they didn't yeah. score in the second half. So they're not. You know, they're not like well on their way to winning the Pac-12 here. You know they they and that was at home, yeah. If that game is at Memorial Stadium, we win that game.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and to that point, it's it's in some ways it's a moot question trying to compare Nebraska and Oregon specifically because there's so many different things going on there. But having said that, we've been very upfront from the the first show that we've recorded about there's no excuses. And I would say right now, just to throw a few numbers out there, Nebraska is last or second to last in the Big Ten right now in the following, scoring defense, total defense, pass efficiency, we're second-worst nationally Erroneous. pass defense with only Ohio State behind us. Ohio State Buckeyes. is the number one team in the ESPN FPI right now Has the worst in the country, you know, pass defense. And what's their excuse? Talent? I don't know why the Buckeyes are. You know, sometimes it just happens, right? I I have heard this as a, I don't want to call it excuse, but I, I think there's some validity to this. We didn't bring in Diaco to stop the Arkansas States of the World. We brought them to, we brought him in to stop the Wisconsins and Iowas and the Big Tens. And I do think there's there is some validity to this. Um, I th- I think that we probably look really ugly against these offenses right now, and it might start to tip the corner a little bit as we we gain experience and we start to play some more conventional Big Ten offenses. I do think there's some some truth there. There better be. I hope there is, because if not. You know, I, I will say this: through two games, I, I was very outspoken about this defensive staff is one of the best ones I thought we've ever had in Nebraska coming into the season. I was I've been very high on them, and I look a little foolish right now, two games in well, with, with some of those staff. So coaches. I'm hoping the second half, the second half of the Oregon game, that's what I'm that's what I'm hanging on to hope for right now. What I saw there was some good football on the defensive side being played.
0: Dave I think you're hey, Dave Dave I think you're on
2: mute. mute. This is what we love about podcasts. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is <a> live
3: podcast. <laughs> sorry my dogs people. were this barking not, in the background, yeah. and, so like, in the background yeah. and so I was like I let my Maltese bark in the background or I mute myself out of oh, a oh, really that's great too bad point. man go for it. Which was I was Yeah, shame. Try to re-say topic. it exactly
2: yeah. how you did point the first God. time. <laughs> <laughs> no
3: I was just simply saying that I mean I don't want to toot my own horn for saying hey I, I said we were going to lose to Oregon but I mean opposite of hockey he's saying, he's saying oh I look foolish because I was so high on this coaching staff you were very high on how we were going to beat Oregon and we we're going to come out guns a blazing and we we're going to you know uh, have game day here for the Ohio State game blah 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 my my image of this season hasn't been altered at all because of this lost Oregon because I thought we were going to lose to them because I thought we were going to start a little bit slow and I'll stick with my prediction that I think by the end of the year we're going to be pretty happy with this team I think we're going to get better on both sides of the ball by the end of the year um we are going to you know look a lot better uh, and that that's 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 my hope. Um, well, your so pre- your prediction I, 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 had well, us at
2: nine and three. You have us basically losing to to Ohio State and Penn State from this point on. Which no, is hold great.
3: on, honk. If you go back and listen to <laughs> the, the track, track, I said we, oh, I did not guarantee a Penn State loss. Okay. Actually, I said we might beat. So Penn we State. might. So we might lose to someone else All somewhere right. in here. So my point is, so my point is, you're then.
2: saying that that from this point on that we'd go eight and two, and that's great. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm predicting yeah. the certainly the same thing as well, but. The, the the one guarantee I'll say is that we will not have ESPN Game Day here, and we wouldn't have even if we beat Oregon because Ohio State didn't do us any good there either. Right. So we're not going to have ESPN Game Day here. I will throw that one out out. But one of the things Mac and I talked about after that after that game is that you know this is a tough it's a tough loss. We, Nebraskans don't want to lose any game. I mean we it, it stinks any time. You can make this up a, a, a hundred different ways if we. I still look at Penn State a year ago as a as a great example of this. Absolutely. Penn State was a miserable program coming into October. They were getting blown out by Michigan and they lost That's their my point. They lost their in state rival to Pitt and that was they were two and two and everything was going wrong. You know, I'm not ready to jump off it, you know, any any bridge yet. And and I'm I can't sit here and say I'm shocked. I mean we lost by seven points on the road to Oregon. It's just that game, I don't think anybody could predict how that game went. That Oregon game is just a tough one for people to, to swallow because it was the absolute emotional highs and lows you could experience in one Plus, game. Plus, it was
0: one of those games where it just took it right out of you so yeah. quickly. mean, we were down so fast, it was like, ugh. The rest of the game, all you're thinking yeah. about is ways to kind of claw out some decency. You know, you go into halftime, and like you were talking about before, Honk, you, know, you go into halftime feeling miserable, and the first thing that you see is this the dude on the on the panel there talking about how many yards we've given up in the last two weeks. I'm like, oh they're making fun of us again. This score looks like it's gonna be somewhere in the seventies. We might get to twenty and someone's gonna set some sort of personal record. I figured Royce was going to go for three hundred and this guy you know, so so for that not to happen was huge. You know, if that does happen and we've seen it Oh my the goodness! You're talking Riley. Bad, yeah. You're talking Diaco. You're talking Eichhorst All on the chopping block, you know. Horrible, yeah, horrible, an uglier, horrible. So ugly I am beyond between, thankful so. and and that that ended yep. that way and and encouraged a little at the same time that that uh, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. That second half no. isn't for show. There is there is there is legitimate football now that we can cling to yeah the black shirts talked about this in in the uh the press conference as well today they're looking at that second half and they're saying that's how we need to be playing i mean there's they see that be valuable a yeah you know they see a template now for what what they can do and and you sometimes you need to see some success i mean to to, to have some of that confidence they yeah. probably didn't come out of it's arkansas true. state crazy confident they should actually i'm this is a whole separate topic that i don't want to get into but this it's interesting to kind of look at Nebraska right now coming off of that game and Oregon coming off of that game. Like, who has some confidence right now? I don't know that Oregon walks out of that game crazy confident. They they walked out of that limping for, for two quarters. I'll take the win. Don't get me wrong. For I sure. would always take the win. But, my gosh, they, they there's some cracks and some holes there. We come out with the loss. Terrible loss. Terrible first half. All that All that being said. But we do come out with, I think, some swagger and some confidence that Alright, we just outscored them twenty one to nothing in the, in the second half. And maybe we turn the corner. Maybe we turn the corner and any ducks fan that sits there and says we weren't sweating at the end of the game I'm calling they're good
3: on that one. Yeah. We'll plop. All right, guys, good stuff. Well, let's uh wrap up uh throwing the bones and uh we'll have a big, big in depth breakdown in northern Illinois here coming up and then we'll uh do the games of the week on the Go Big Redcast.
2: You're listening to the Go
1: Big Redcast. And now, Scarlet Colored Glasses. Trivia time. All right, opening this week, Nebraska is a 14 point favorite over Northern Illinois. So, kind of a reverse of last week's question. Uh, When is the last time Nebraska has ever lost a game being a double digit favorite over an opponent? Well, I have an immediate upset.
2: I have an immediate one that comes to mind. I would think uh, right, Southern Miss on. in 04.
3: I'm going to wow. say the loss of Southern Miss in 04. Arizona yeah. State yeah.
2: 97. <laughs> I don't well, know. I mean that you're absolutely right there, Mac. If if we could go all the way back to 96 if there wasn't one in between, I definitely think we're a double digit favorite against Arizona State, but I'm just guessing. That against Let's... Southern Miss, the second game of Callahan, that's got to be a double-digit. Um, that well, was a... Or Iowa State in 09 could have been oh. one. I mean, that was that a bad a... loss.
3: Yeah, we were likely a double-digit over
2: Iowa State, right? At home. Not that that matters, but...
3: Yeah, that's usually worth three or four points. I mean, it was Southern Miss? We've gone down to Hattiesburg. Was that that wasn't an away game? Though, but right? the, it, was this cool. was
2: the this was the home game. It Was the second game of the Callahan era? This is the the Joe Daly right. not running out uh. of bounds on fourth down and that was and we just blown out Western Illinois the week before. So you know we're riding high right. with with formation shifts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so glorious. I, it's,
3: I mean, all right. So I think we're down to those two. I mean, it's got to be one of those. If two, we think,
2: think it's Iowa State, then that's the most recent one. That's oh nine. Yeah, and then oh four is Southern Miss, and I, I, I can't think of any other.
3: There, there wasn't anything in Riley's. Uh, I mean, like we lost to uh, Illinois, right? By that point, At we home? were a five hundred
2: team, yeah, unfortunately. You know yeah, that first I'm year, just because we lost to BYU so early. We never really got above five hundred. I don't think we ever would have been a double-digit favorite. You know, I'm, I'm... boy, I'm, tr- and I don't recall under Pelini. Other, well, I guess, other than that Iowa State one, I don't recall any like bad losses to a. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Iowa State. I'd be. Sh- I'll say Iowa State 0-9.
3: I think it's a solid guess. Mac, you in agreement? Sure.
1: All right. Iowa State, no nine. Boomer, what do you got? All right. Uh, Good guesses. It was actually a little more recent than that. Uh, The last time we lost as a double-digit favorite was uh, 2013. We were a 10-point favorite over Minnesota that year. If you, if you want to go over ten points, uh, twenty eleven against Northwestern, we were actually seventeen and a half point favorites in that game, Ooh, Wow. and lost that. Northwestern was on a terrible skit at that point. I think they'd won three games, and well, that didn't end well. Wow. So the two. 2000- but generally speaking, when we're uh, when we're a double digit uh, team, we're we're quite good. Just to get the straight up win, I believe we were twenty eight and two from the last thirty games I could find. So should be good this weekend. So well,
3: the problem with the Minnesota game was, I yeah, was,
2: yeah, was going to say, was that a Dave game?
3: So that
1: have that we has talked the
3: about Dave's away it, game so so history
0: really... on the show?
3: That should remind the Red That should be brought up at some point. There needs something. to be a full on
0: exorcism this year. We're talking his record about. is atrocious, people.
3: I have not seen a road victory since nineteen. And that's not for lack of All trying. He's gone to many games. That's true. True. Minnesota was one in particular where I tried to go to because I thought it was an easy <laughs> victory and clearly we were a double digit favorite and look what happened. So don't go to games Rutgers not.
1: or Purdue this year, Dave, please. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Rutgers is home. All right
3: guys,
1: though. well, right, well,
3: I'm not going to that one either, yeah. but I do actually I don't have, the curse does not apply to home games. I go to home games all the time. I've seen great victories. So just just the road ones. Uh, all right, guys, let's uh, move into uh, Scarlet Colored Glasses uh, with this in-depth breakdown of Northern Illinois. Honky, let's dive deep into this. Tell me about the Huskies, man.
2: Uh, Don Beebe, former Buffalo Bill and Shadron State. Is their coach? Great. No, but he has a son on their oh. team. He, oh. he catches passes, and I think he returns a kick or two. I don't want to talk about Northern Illinois anymore. I'm done. <laughs> I, I, this their is colors not are Northern black and Illinois. red. Let's.
1: Well, yeah, they're from DeKalb,
2: committed. Illinois. I think. I don't want to talk. They about do that have anymore. a
1: wonderfully named quarterback, Daniel Fair Santa Katerina, So you can't you uh, go. can't go wrong with a name like that. Yep. It's uh, like uh, uh, what I know, they're one and one. Uh, actually, they've had a pretty balanced offense. You know, I know we love that word, but uh, offense running through the air about the same both games. Yeah. Uh, they actually did play I- Boston College fairly close. Came down to the last few minutes. BC kicked a field goal to win, so they did outgain Boston College. So they lost to Boston College. They did not a they not did. a noted ACC power, but uh, no. it, it was no. a power five loss. And then they throttled Eastern Illinois last week. So I don't know what you can take of that, but Eastern Illinois. So yeah, I'm kind of using those as my measuring Wasn't sticks. Wasn't Bill I,
3: Callahan uh, program? Did not he like coach at Eastern Illinois at some point?
1: I try to just totally forget that. I drank away most of the, <laughs> the Callahan years. So this well, should be one of those games where we. Yeah.
3: That's,
0: Work out some frustrations. You know, they, we should really put it yeah. together this week.
1: We, we should see
3: Patrick O'Brien mm-hmm. play, that type of stuff, I, right? That'd be right. awesome.
1: I, you know, and Dave, uh, rather but, than talk about Northern Illinois, the, the one aspect of the uh, uh, Oregon game that we didn't touch on uh, was special teams. Boomer breakdown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I would just kind of, just analyzing that game, and when you look at the, I think the punt return game especially was questionable oh. in that and I think kind of hurts. You know, as much as we talked about uh, DeMornay really stepping up as a wide receiver, finding a role there, he made a couple of very questionable choices when it came to uh, fielding punts in that game. Did
3: he or did he not have the The right side of the field open? Yeah, the first one in that
1: first half, he actually fair caught the ball on the five, which did not come back to hurt us. We turned it into a 95-yard drive, but that just seemed ill-advised in the grand scheme of things. The only thing about that was it was
0: well covered by them, too. I mean, I, I don't... Yeah, I can. I can kind of get past that. Aren't you and supposed then, to? If it's usually, but I no, think for where go. they I think Generally speaking got speaking, down there the so attitude. quick, he yeah. didn't want him to do one of those, you know, pin on the twos. They're going to catch you know, it. I don't know, but that. But I agree with right. you, Mike. That the and then, the one at the end of the game. Yeah,
1: and I think we've all watched that that fourth oh. quarter punt return. I watched that several times before the show tonight, and you just see yeah. the blocking. He had a he had a lane to the outside. The Oregon end was pretty well he blocked there as he did it. You know he catches that ball in stride. he's at least I would guess to probably the forty five of Oregon. We start that drive in Oregon territory that kind of totally of changes how you can call plays and how you can what you want to do in that first play For two minutes yeah, I mean yeah. that that would maybe it wouldn't have made the difference, but I think it was there. Yeah, and I've looked at our punt return numbers, and uh, we're we're not good at returning punts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a total of one net punting yard returning this year. Really? Yes, yes. We are. We have one. Centino. So we're tied for 105th, uh, which Awful. sounds okay. But there's 15 teams tied for 109th. So there's only you know a couple other teams below those. So. It's not good. I'm kind of looking, you know, granted it's a small sample size with the start of the year, um, but, you know, teams like Indiana, they're averaging 21 yards per punt return. Penn State's averaging 20. Wow. I mean, if you start yeah. just adding up yeah. what that can do in a game, I mean, that totally changes the We are also game allowing a there,
0: ton of points get so that kind of aren't return. punting as much as they should be.
1: <laughs> well, th- that is true, too, but true. <laughs> I mean, Oregon punted, what, four or five times, and I think yeah. Arkansas State punted five, and we still only yeah, managed to good. get one net it's return yard, and I think that's a problem.
2: Well, if we yeah, only have of, talent, yeah. you know, that's the right. problem. We just don't well, have I, talent. Well, I kind of
1: wonder about this. I, I've been pondering this. Should we be having somebody else return punts? I mean, I love DeMornay, but his production's just been going Has down as a punt returner every year. And I, I don't blame the guy. He's had injuries, so I can understand yeah. him not wanting to, you know, get crushed on these plays. Because one thing we've been yeah. lacking for years, it's a quality punt return game. We haven't been blocking for anyone well, in particular I mean, for him, years. Frankly, I think Freshman year with, was amazing. With, yeah, as soon thin
0: as we are at wide receiver, It'd make a ton of sense to use some of those young guys. You know, Ty John, they say, is a natural at it. I could see J.D. Spielman doing it easily and just take yeah. that off of yep. the morning's plate altogether. He doesn't need to be back there right now, especially for all the, the uh, production we're getting out of it anyway, you know?
1: Right. I mean, if the only yeah. thing is we just need someone to catch the ball and not drop it, well, I think we could probably put in Not true. In the there, We've I tried
0: hope, that.
2: Well, that's true. <laughs> well, and yeah, and actually, point. DP uh, dropped that one and bounce forward 10 yeah. yards and thankfully we landed oh, on it. Yeah. So even the, the securing it, he's, he's at the, at the very least, he's not what he was three years ago at doing this. That's the unfortunate no, no, thing. And so so, then again, who is really, I, Are you know, are we going to be able to see that come out of him again? I don't know. Conversely on the other side of the punt game, Lightborn had another good game. We had a couple more of them that we pinned him down, you know, in the five and the 10 he's yard line. He's, good
3: pinning him down inside the 10. Yeah. yeah.
2: He, he, he's making a good, you know, turnaround there. Uh, Field goal game, we didn't have any field goals there. Uh, field goal defense, I don't know that we did anything to defend that one that they missed. That guy just missed it, it looked like. But yeah. special teams overall, it's kind of a mixed bag right now. But no worse than yeah. when we paid a guy 400 and some thousand dollars to be there half the time. So Yeah, if you take progress. away his salary, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd say the production's pretty good. It's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, you're helping out dollar spent. spent. We're doing We're well.
1: Yeah. Really, you know real savings for everybody all right
3: yeah uh all right guys well uh this is a nice little slip in there boomer i appreciate it you're always there uh, special teams we got to name that segment uh if you give me a name for that segment we i will never forget it but
1: uh maybe we could know. open that up to the red casters on twitter they can suggest yeah. names
3: there you go i like it let's ask them all right guys so let's uh, move on uh to games of the week uh so how did we do last week, guys? Uh, what are our
1: records? Uh, we had. Well, we can just ignore last week. I think that's best to move on. We'll pretend no, it never it you, happened. Well, boomer, you won week you... one, but you're telling me you yeah. didn't win week two. Is that the problem? Yeah. Yeah, I tried to get crazy and uh, really blow up in a the lead there, and uh, yeah, that uh, that didn't work so well. So we'll. I'm kind of like Oregon. Right I just took that second right? half off, and yeah. So yeah, it was yeah, went, I should have learned went
3: five and five, is that correct?
1: Yeah, let's go with that.
3: Yeah. Mac and myself went six and four, and the winner of the week was
2: Matthew P. Honky. Oh yeah. Far. And they still don't get a big Mac. They're <laughs> locked <laughs> at seven and three. The lock of the right? week seven was a little three? tricky yeah,
0: there at the end.
3: Eight. So yeah. Oh yeah, man,
2: Iowa. always is my lock of the week every every week from this point forward, so <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was rough. That was rough. Uh, all right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's dive into the games of the week, uh, and yeah, just, let's uh, yeah, do this like uh, rapid fire again. Make it just quick. go to me last um, on everyone. I've got the list here.
0: I'm gonna base a lot of my no let's because I need to first, then, I need Mac to see right. where I can make up some we'll ground. With. I need to see where you guys are. Yeah.
3: Oh, so you want to go last? Oh, all right. No, you I just need to lead. know you what you guys are picking. Okay. So if I want to try to make
0: fine. up, I'll go the other route. See, I'm saying.
3: Well, you know the the you know challenge last week was that you know we bet heavily on the Big Ten and they didn't perform very well. Uh, Boomer, didn't we have a, uh, a one of our listeners uh, ask a question about the perception of the Big Ten? They did. It was already...
1: uh, one of our loyal Redcasters, Tony Hayaki, did ask the question uh, based on the uh, Big Ten's performance this weekend. Do we look like the weakest of the Power Five conferences? No. Oof. Let's no, and that was right. a snotty question. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, we went from one of the strongest conferences in week one to one of the weakest. I mean, just even think yeah. about the lower level. You have Rutgers going from playing Washington so well to turning around and losing to Eastern Michigan, you know, and, yeah. and Northwestern didn't do their job. And, you know, Nebraska lost by all means. Iowa didn't, you know, shine by winning in overtime against Iowa State. Wisconsin actually looks
3: kind Pretty. of muddling there versus – Florida Atlantic and Ohio State yep. you're not expecting Ohio them to State to would...
2: get handled kind of at home and having a Oklahoma flag on
3: Penn their 501. And State didn't line. cover over Pitt. Michigan, I don't know if they covered. I mean
1: uh, I mean really is one of the best looking teams so far. This year's been Maryland of all things. They
3: Who did granted, they beat? Their this second week?
1: game was against Towson, but that's probably as good as beating Texas this and year. Minnesota
3: but, beat Oregon State and, and Purdue know, they did. Purdue beat the Purdue. Beat the
1: heck I out think of Michigan's like pretty good. Boys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, Their defense looks good. I, th- I think Michigan's going to mm-hmm. be fine.
2: And you know, Penn, Penn State uh, right,
1: now. <laughs> right now, yeah. yeah Penn State the, looks solid. There's no question no there.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. No, I mean, I, I guess that it's it's all relative. And if you want to try to compare, I mean, obviously everybody's now suddenly high in the Big Twelve
1: because Oklahoma beating Ohio State. He well, also had TCU um, looking good in the Big Twelve, and yeah. But, I mean, yeah they, they Kansas State's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma State looks good. Yeah, Kansas State looks good. You've got you got a lot of decent looking teams in the Big 12. You also have Baylor, but that should count for like eight Rutgers, I think. But
0: Yeah, in t- yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I guess after week 2 you could say that. Um I'll give it a few more weeks and I got a feeling we won't be at the um uh, in the cellar for the Power 5, but uh yeah. I, I mean, as of right now because of last week's performance, uh maybe we're in the cellar.
2: Well, some of these games of the week here, Dave, they might uh, they might change that for perception. We're still in those crossover uh, conference, non conference games right now, so. All right, let's That's go true. That's true.
3: it's true. All right, guys, so let's let's jump into them. All right, uh, let's start with uh, Oklahoma State versus Pittsburgh. Let's start
1: with Mac.
0: I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. Okie okay, State
1: Boomer. Uh, I watched Pitt uh, do an eight-play, uh, or excuse me, an eight-minute, fifteen-yard, or excuse me, fifteen-play drive for about 31 yards. So we're going Oki State. That's my lock of the week already. <laughs>
3: oh, nice. Oh, he
1: jumped all over yeah, it. That's an easy one.
2: Hockey? This is an example of where I'm willing to change. And preseason, I said Pitt was one of my surprise teams, and I've changed. This is definitely Oki State,
3: hands down. That's a hedging the bet moment right there. All right, I'm taking the pokes as well. It's uh, four for Oklahoma State. All right, let's do Wisconsin versus BYU. Badgers versus the Cougs. Uh, honky. Uh,
2: I'm going with Wisconsin.
1: Boomer. Wisconsin. Mac. Yeah,
0: BYU already let me down once this year. I'm <laughs> going Wisconsin.
3: That's true. It's true. Yeah, I'm taking whiskey too. I mean, I, this is one I thought that maybe whiskey would have some trouble on. Uh, but BYU is not impressed. This is in Provo, but uh, that's, a, that's a big jump. I think uh, the Cougars can win that one. Uh, we'll see. Uh, one of the last times Wisconsin went out west, they lost to Arizona State in a really controversial uh, call. So maybe they'll have better luck this time. All right. Um, we just talked about this team and uh, how they impressed. Purdue is at uh, Missouri. Oh, well, there's one of those Big Ten SEC matchups, right? Uh, let's go with Boomer.
1: Oh, let's go with the conference pride. Let's say Purdue. They've looked decent so far. Nice, Mac.
0: Oh man, I'm going to pick Missouri.
3: Their color schemes are going to be very confusing. Yeah, I'm going to go with
0: Missouri. Although I'm not, I'm not high on my pick right there. I just need to make up some ground.
3: (laughs) Mac takes Missouri. All right, Honky.
2: I am. I'm sold on the Boilermakers right now in the non-conference. At least I'm going. I'm going Purdue.
3: Excellent. I will go Purdue as all well. Right. It's hard. To here's, where, here's where Almost. it could go
2: really south for
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll take this one first, and it's my lock of the week. Oh, I'm taking, come on! Take <laughs> come on. taking Alabama over uh, Colorado State. I love love the Rams, and I love uh, our producer Skip's alma mater. But uh, I'll take Alabama to, to beat the the Rams in Tuscaloosa. Mac, Uh yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty confident with the tide here.
1: Boomer, Uh you know if if Colorado State bold, pulls this boomer. off, yeah, I we would have Honky drink an entire gallon of milk on video for everybody. But uh, <laughs> we're gonna go with Alabama. Sadly, the world is so dark. Yeah,
2: yeah. Honky. Uh, clearly, I'm going with Bama, but I I've got to say, Mac, is there any? You live out there in Fort Collins. Is there any? hype or anything about this? Are they talking nope. about it? or No, they don't. Uh... No. Nope. <laughs>
3: I'll I'll remind you that CSU actually played Bama a couple of years ago, and the first half was pretty darn close. So, I mean, I think that's what they hope to do again, right? I, I, I don't think
0: person. Bama will, uh, what was the spread on this one? I, it was pretty high. I don't think Bama will cover. I yeah, think, I think that's I th-
3: fair. Yeah. I was trying to find um, it. I'll find that. Bama, all right. But... Here, here's an interesting one. Uh, Oregon Ducks. Heading to Laramie to play Wyoming. Give it to to Honky first. Honky, it's all you, buddy.
2: My lock of the week. I'm going with Wyoming. Oh,
3: no, you're not. Oh, I am on. going oh. with Wyoming. Oh, I can't. Believe lock
2: it. of the week. God it's almighty. gonna happen. I am going. My lock of the week wow. every week from this point on is either Wyoming or Iowa. So I'm just throwing that out there.
3: I didn't expect that.
0: I
1: the, the, the Go Big Redcast would like to say nothing we uh, portray here is should be taken as actual gambling. Oh yeah, that
3: should be pretty clear. I thought that
1: true. that should be clear by our records.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. All right, uh, Boomer, <laughs> you want to follow? Uh, your shoes?
1: No, I've, I've seen Oregon in action twice. Yeah, we're going Ducks here. That uh, yeah. I like yeah, Oregon. Mac. Yeah, good choice.
3: All right, honky's out on a limb there. I
2: would just like to remind everyone, it's in Laramie. It's the highest altitude (laughs) of any school. 7,200 feet. 18,000 feet they play at. It's like the peak or whatever. People try to climb it. It's impossible.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, Um, let's start with Boomer on this one. We've got our good friends in Manhattan, K-State, going to play the Commodores of Vanderbilt.
1: K-State's looks solid.
3: We're
1: going K-State. Yeah. Mac? Uh I'm going to go Vandy.
3: Ooh. Wow. All right. All right. We'll see if uh, Vandy's actually going to turn the corner. I'm going to take the safe pick here, even though it's on the road. I'll take K-State as well. Honky?
2: Uh, Bill Snyder shocks by not playing a directional Mac school, uh, but I'm going to go with K-State here.
3: Yeah, he probably thought Vanderbilt was not in the SEC. He was like, "Oh yeah, sure, we'll play those games. Uh, are they really? I mean,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> They are so, the exception to the rule of the SEC. So Mac,
2: we still need a lock yeah, of the week coming up here from you somewhere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right, just well, a reminder. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take you this. Guys one, jump but, all over uh, these. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got a. Uh, this this was a uh, you know hey, big Wyoming match was there class. for classic it. game. Clemson versus the Ville. Uh, Clemson going to Louisville, Mac. I'll give it to you. What do you got?
0: I'm Going Louisville. Ooh. Ooh, mm. wow. you're
2: taking Louisville. All right,
3: all right. I like it. Top ten matchup here. Uh, honky.
2: Um. Dang it! I. You know what? Is this at Louisville?
0: Uh, yeah, it better be because that's why Maybe I based so, it there. Yes.
2: I. You know what? I'm. I'm. You sold me, Mac. It's at Papa John Murphy Stadium, so I'm. I'm going with Louisville.
1: Boomer. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with Clemson. Yeah,
3: I'm taking Clemson too. Uh, I, I yeah, it should be. That's the game of the week, I probably. So, yeah. I would guess. So we'll see. Uh, all right. We got Texas going to the Coliseum to play the Trojans of Southern Cal. Honky.
2: Uh. I'm going with USC. All
1: right, Boomer. Oh, USC.
0: Mac. This is my
3: lock of the week. I'm going to USC. Nice, probably a good one. I also pick <laughs> USC. That's, that's, I went against them once last week. That's not happening again. All right, and let's uh, let's go into Nebraska and Northern Illinois. Um,
2: and Dave, actually, we need one. Is- Dave. Dave, we need one more yeah. game, and it's actually Tennessee Florida. We didn't hit the very first one. Oh, so. I
3: forgot the top of the line. Good call. Good oh. call. Yeah, this is actually the world's largest cocktail party. Yeah, how would I ever forget? Can we call that? SEC Can we call it matchup?
2: that? Is it the cocktail
1: party, well, or is that like damn it? It should no. Be. It's it's something and else now. Yeah, it's. A... They didn't.
3: The, now, obviously, the, this was the week that Miami Florida State would have played. They uh, postponed that, but we are still seeing Georgia play. Florida in Jacksonville. So yeah, sorry about that, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's give that on hockey since you, you helped me uh, not forget a game.
2: I'm gonna go with Florida. You
3: got? All right. Uh, actually, you know what? I think like, it's not. It's not in Jack. I, mean, I just. I totally. It's Tennessee, Florida. This is the third September. Uh, third game in September matchup. I'm totally yeah, lonely. I thought it was Georgia. September. Yeah, it's Florida-Georgia. You guys
1: are really... Uh, okay. Yeah, Florida-Georgia
3: yeah. is the world's largest cocktail party. We're becoming
1: yeah. very podcast. this is what happens when
3: I only see half of my screen. I apologize. All right, so you're going Florida. Boomer? Uh, uh, Tennessee. 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 And Mac.
0: I'm going Florida. Uh,
3: I took Tennessee to win the East. I got to take Tennessee. All right. All uh, right since I survived that flub. All right, now let's head into Nebraska, Northern Illinois. Um, Boomer, I, you said that we're 14-point favorites. What, do you have the over-under on this?
1: Uh, no, but I can shortly. So. Okay.
3: Check since, it
1: uh, Honky doesn't pay attention to anything
3: like this. I'll let him make his call, call before. <laughs>
0: the over-unders are 58-and-a-half, it looks like. 58-and-a-half. Mm, okay. All
3: right, that's interesting. All right, who's got a uh, a presuming a win, but also a score prediction. Punky, you want to start?
2: Sure. I'm gonna gonna say uh, Northern Illinois negative 7, Dick uh, 52.
3: (laughs) So you're saying 52 to 7? Is that correct? I'll give him (laughs) 7.
2: Nah. Like, uh, what? I'll give give him 14. 52 to 14.
3: I like it. Alright.
0: It's domination (laughs) time. Um... Yeah, I'm thinking mid-50s to mid-20s for them. Let's say – no, let's say uh, 17 for them, 50, 55 for us.
3: Nice. Double I do nickel. I if, if we have a chance to run up the score. I could see this coaching staff is just thinking it would be good for everyone's You bet psyche, it would. So I could see that.
1: Uh, Boomer? uh Said we've I've got to hope he outperformed Boston College against them, so let's say we'll win this game forty-two to seventeen.
3: Alright, alright, that's good. I'm gonna say somewhere right around there. I'm gonna say forty five to twenty one. So going in the right direction. Alright, all right. All right. All right nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um Alright, let's uh Hit some parting shots if you got them. Honky or you always have a parting shot, so I'll let you go first.
2: Well, I uh, I don't have a great one this week, but this I did see a tweet and maybe every once in a while I'll pick like my favorite tweet of the week. And this one was you can't pound your chest and say we're Nebraska and then claim moral victories. And I think there's some, some truth in that.
3: True. All right. Mac, anything?
0: Um, you know, I would just like to Caution people about the length of a football season and and the fact that it's not a finished product in week two and and there's still ways to enjoy a football game you know we sometimes I think football's too hard for some people to be fans of, but it's it's still going to be a fun season I think we're going to have a good time this year
3: I hear you we need that all right boomer
1: well, just whatever happens going forward, just remember we're we'll, we're still not Baylor
0: That's
1: true. what kind of A oh, Baylor, Baylor
3: yeah you know. I'll, uh, I'll build off of that and, and Max point just to, for a few seconds in the sense that I think sometimes it is, it does take more to be a really good fan in this day and age of Nebraska football than it was say in the nineties when you could go to a game and you know, you're paying attention in the third quarter to your third or fourth string running back, uh, and what, what he looked like. There's a there's a lot more riding on all these games. It feels like now. And, um, being engaged every Saturday in a close game can be stressful, so you know, it is a long season and enjoy uh, every bit of it, because uh, it goes Amen. by all too fast and uh, even if it's a, a close game or if we're down 42 to 14 at, at half, uh, you know, give yourself some hope. Uh, you know, give, her, give yourself the idea that we can come back and it, it almost happened last week and I think we're going to have some some really sweet moments later in the season, so
2: hang in there, guys.
0: Honky, I was proud on you in the text line during the game. By the way, you you kept you stayed pretty faithful. I thought.
2: If I've learned, I was surprised
0: to find out you were with Uncle Terry. <laughs> if, if, I've, if
2: I've learned anything, it's I have absolutely no control over anything that happens. So <laughs> you might as well sit back and enjoy the game versus ruining you know having ruining your your weekend. So a, a bad you know if more people knew that they didn't affect the game. One.
3: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, guys, great stuff, man. Great stuff. Always uh, enjoy the conversation. I hope the listeners enjoyed it too. We'll be back next week breaking down uh, our victory over Northern Illinois and looking towards Big Ten play. That's it for this week's Go Big Redcast. Yeah, yeah. red. We